Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Where the Dark Corners Are. Hello, hello. I am Dina, and I am your Dark Travels hostess. Tonight, we're going to close out our visit with Hog with a little help from Serial Killers with Sierra. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Um, um, I'm okay. I got the mysterious illness that's going around. Yeah. It tried to kill me. Yeah. And it almost Sucks. did. I mean, oh my God. Ugh. So, but I'm here. I'm alive. You is. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, like I said before, we're closing out our, our trip to Czechoslovakia, the Czech Republic, with yes. a serial killer. Is that what we're doing? Correct. Okay. So who, so who, what, when, how? All right. So I'm going to apologize in advance. My pronunciation is going to be hot garbage, but it's fine. So tonight I have for you a Lattice of Flag Hoger, also known as the Cowardly Cannibal. The Cowardly Cannibal? Yes. This is a guy? Yes. Okay. Uh, he was a Czechoslovakian uh, sadistic rapist, serial killer, and cannibal who murdered five women between the years of 1978 and 1981. So this MFR was a trifecta, basically. Oh, correct. Okay. So this dude's a little weird. Uh, a little? He, he ate people. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a situation, you know, I'm just saying, daughter situation, I'd eat people if I had to. Uh, okay. <laughs> Never get trapped in a mountain in a car with me, Venus. Uh, no, this is your warning. You're <laughs> saying this out loud. <laughs> I am. Be prepared. <laughs> or bring snacks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hoger's father died of cancer when he was very young. His mother soon remarried, but she soon died of cancer as well. His inexperienced stepfather also moved away leaving Hoger alone with his brother in an apartment in Moto. He was later tested and found to have an IQ of 88, which is below average. Shortly before his capture, he lived in an apartment by himself because his brother had taken up military service. He was arrested on February 11, 1982, in connection with an investigation into the murder of Anna S., committed at the beginning of October 1981. During the subsequent investigation, he indicated the existence of other victims, gradually admitting to another four murders, 18 rapes, and an attempted murder. So he just straight gave that information up? Yeah, I mean, slowly, but yeah. Eventually confessed to everything. 
Well, and again, the guy had an IQ of 88. So. So does that make sense to anybody else? No. Do we think maybe the brother did it and he just took the blame? What I've researched, it definitely seems like he did it. The brother or him? Him. Okay. So we're going to start in with his first crime. He committed his first murder on December 1st, 1978 in Deccan, where he said that he knew the beauty of his country, but also liked to look for some women. He had been planning to visit Deacon since he was passing by on a bus on his way to Germany. He attacked an Eva R. on Elbe's embankment after he left the cinema by knocking her down, dragging her into some bushes, and then strangling her. Hoger then proceeded to masturbate over the corpse. It turned out that on the day of Eva's murder, she had left her husband to visit the cinema, intending to later visit a lover of hers. But the man had forgotten about this last meeting, and suspicion soon fell on both the husband and the lover. During the investigation, other lovers were found, including one who was wrongly accused of the killing. Like in several of the following cases, a man admitted to the murder strictly for attention. So somebody else confessed. Yeah, because they wanted the attention on them. They're, you know, they're 15 minutes of fame before they get executed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand people. Well, I'll never understand people. Correct. Taking credit for somebody <laughs> else's murders doesn't seem like a bright thing to do. Right. I'm like, even if I was like an attention seeker, which I'm not, but if I was, I wouldn't want to seek my attention by, uh, by you know, confessing to something that I didn't do, especially not a murder. So nobody realized she was missing. Is that correct? Well, they did find out she was missing eventually, but all the suspicion fell onto her husband and all of her many lovers. Oh, okay. And this was in 1981? Okay, you go, girl. Right? Shoot. Another woman was murdered on the morning of February 9th, 1980, on the night train R770 that was going from Prague to Deakin. This medical student sat on the train with her husband, a military officer. However, uh, the husband got off near their final destination. Why did, uh, this why time, did she get off? I don't know. They never said why. At that time, Hoja himself was a military servant and was going to Deacon to visit a friend. He observed Ivana after she got uh, off of the train. And as she walked out of a toilet cubicle, he walked behind the woman and strangled her using her own scarf. There was not enough space in the cubicle to store the body, hence why he only masturbated for a bit before he proceeded to throw Ivana's body out the window. Of the train? Of the bathroom. Okay. At the station. Okay, okay. Sorry. I mean, that's still... Yeah. He disembarked at a station in Utsit Nad Labin, and in about two hours returned to Prague on another train. Ivana's body was eventually found around 8 o'clock in the morning by a cleaning service. A witness at UC had spotted a soldier who was in a hurry but could not describe him in detail. Since the other 46 passengers were identified, the soldier became the main suspect. Hoger had an alibi, however, as his disappearance was not recorded on the day of the murder. The investigation was then accompanied by a number of uh, coincidences. One of the suspects, a railroad worker, committed suicide. In his apartment, there were newspaper clippings about the case and an English-written medical book, although the man did not know English himself. He had also told colleagues that he hoped the authorities closed the investigation. Another suspected person was a distant relative of the victim who, although almost ignorant of the case, broke down while attending her funeral and also committed suicide. 
The lost plastic bag with which had Ivana's clothes was never found. At the time, this was a highly mysterious case. I mean, that is kind of weird. Like, all these suspects that they think might be tied to her murder just commit suicide. Right, and he's just kind of weaving in between all these suspects. Oh, absolutely. And just not even being on, like, the radar at this point. Again, in August uh, 1980, during his military holiday, Hoder went to see a friend, this time in Kosice. He decided to see the Rusin Reservoir Dam, which was a sought-after recreation site. Due to the bad weather, however, the place was abandoned, except for a lonely woman on the shore who was observing the dam. Unlike his other texts, Hoder did not even call out to the woman, but the victim fought back. But when she was strangled, he prematurely ejaculated and lost interest. Her body was tied up with some found wire, heavied with a stone, and then thrown into the water. After the act, the tank was flooded. The body was discovered by workers on October 11, 1981, already at a considerable stage of decay. The head and the wrists were nonviolently separated from the body. According to the clothing brand Triola, she was a Czechoslovakian national aged between 25 and 35 years of age. It was determined that the woman hadn't had any surgeries performed or any major injuries, which prevented the use of medical records to identify her. Due to the inability of Slovak investigate, uh, investigators to find out more information, the woman's identity remains unknown to this day. You know, it's disgusting that he's done this, but it's even worse that they don't even have a name for her. So right. I you, mean, said, that's, that's, you said that the head and hands were removed? Yes, they were uh, non-violently, so I guess like just because of the stage of decay that she was in. Okay. Because of the water. So they don't have the ability to take a picture and be like, this is what we think she could have potentially looked like. Nope. She was too far into decay for any kind of identifiable uh, features, I guess. On January 30th, 1981, he arrived in the morning to Brno and traveled all day. By about 3 o'clock in the morning, he came across an attra- the attractive Ivana M. at a tram stop as she was returning from a local zoo. He tried to talk to her, but Ivana ran away. Odger shoved her to the ground and dragged her to a local park where he tried to rape her, but then proceeded to stab and finally strangle the woman. He then cut off her breast and genitalia with a scissor blade, which he took home in a plastic bag. He placed the breast out on the tabletop, penetrated his penis into the genitalia that he had cut off, and then put the remains in the refrigerator. After about a week, he cooked them in salted water and tried to eat some of the devilish mustard and horseradish. But the dish did not taste good, so he flushed the remains down the toilet. Oh, my God. (laughs) So he's he's escalating his crimes here. Oh, absolutely. It it, it went from zero to a hundred real quick. The victim has suffered 39 stab wounds, and her wallet, jewelry, and watch were all stolen. The first suspects were part of a large Greek community that Ivana often met up with. Later on, a Jordanian student admitted to the murder before he attempted to commit suicide. In a subsequent interrogation, he said that he had admitted gruesome killing in order to divert attention from his academic failures, thus heavily damaging the reputation of his family. I would rather be known as a sunken student. Than to be killer. known as a murderer. Yes. <laughs> I mean, where's the logic? There oh, is Oh, my grades are doing really bad. Here, let's distract with this murder. You know, there, I there's guess? a lot of, there's a lot of stupidity in the world. Oh, yeah. College is stressful, man. 
<laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> His last murder was committed on October 3rd, 1981, at 12 o'clock near the victim's residence near the bridge over Potolsky, Poltak, and Prague. Hoja wandered around the premises for at least an hour before he passed by 51-year-old Anna S., who was returning from an evening concert. Because of her good looks, he considered her younger and tried to pursue Anna to have sex. The conversation was limited to four sentences, after which the woman had her dress and stockings slit with a knife before being raped. Finally, Hoger pulled her stockings over her head and strangled so she couldn't identify him. He then threw her overcoat over her head so nobody except the killer and the investigators would know the cause of death. Her cry was heard by a large number of witnesses, but nobody connected it to a violent sexual assault. I mean, that's like, why would you call somebody, you hear somebody screaming? Because that's normal, right? Right. You hear violent screaming, you're like, oh, it's just someone screaming. It's not like they're looking at their phone in 81. Right? That's, I was going to say, I might go back to Netflix, but Netflix wasn't around in 81. <laughs> not even baby Netflix. Not even baby Netflix. Shoot. The body was discovered by a random passerby who wanted to relieve himself in the bushes. This is the only murder, murder that worried Hoger as he then proceeded to walk 300 meters from his residence and went to work at his job at a glass-blowing workshop. He was afraid that people would notice something and discover the killer. He even admitted to the murder several times in his favorite pub, but nobody took him seriously. That sounds like the co-ed killer when he confessed to the cops that he did it, and they were like, oh, Ed, you're a funny guy. Right, you, would, you wouldn't do this. Like, why? You all are believing all these other people that are confessing to it? Shit. Only by lucky coincidence, by a young girl sitting drunk at a curb next to a tram stop, she survived an attack by Hoger. He dragged her into a nearby park where he then stripped the girl and tried to rape her. However, he had an erection problem and hence forced oral sex on her instead. He also pushed various objects into her vagina and asked her to put her hand there. The girl was covering her mouth all at all times and was pushed by the neck, losing consciousness several times. The girl eventually managed to persuade Hoger to continue at her home, where no one would disturb them. She asked him to dress her up and because she could not go out naked on the street. So he let her go and put her clothes back on, but the girl pushed him away and ran down the street. Hoger caught and then knocked her to the ground several times before proceeding to hit her head on the pavement. Her shouting was heard by a policeman who leaned out of his apartment window and shouted, You will leave her at the assailant. The would-be killer mocks the wounded girl and then fled. So everyone hears the woman screaming at the park, and they're like, oh, it's nothing. But a cop yeah. inside his own apartment is like, what the fuck is that noise? And like, hey, you need to leave her alone. And that's what scares the guy off? Okay. And that's what scared him off, yeah. He was arrested on the basis of the testimony of a mentally ill patient who admitted to the murder of Anna S. But the investigation later revealed that he had been securely behind bars the entire time. But the man knew how she was murdered, which was still unpublished information. Finally, the patient told the authorities that his friend showed him the scene of the crime and told him how Anna was killed. That friend was Hoger, who thereafter admitted to the murder. Later, particles of cloth from his trousers were found, along with other things, as well as his blood type, confiding with the saliva and sperm samples secured at crime scenes. Hoger also possessed a knife, which he had used to cut up his victim's garment. During 1982, he admitted to another murder, bringing the count to a total of five. Criminologists believe he committed the last, uh, uh, at least two of the murders, but he did not admit to them. 
Roger made the confession exclusively in writing because he was ashamed of some of his deeds and refused to speak with anyone. For what he had done, he was sentenced to death. He also withdrew his confession once. Although there was a possibility that he had committed other crimes, there was anxiety about confusing the investigators with false accusations. And so the investigation was closed. Hoger was executed on August 7, 1986, at the Pancrock Prison. Before he was executed, he expressed his fear of death. And the execution was actually delayed twice due to the offender's illnesses. So yeah, so they eventually just executed the dude, which is, I mean, good. Right. How did they execute him? Um, you know, I couldn't ever find what it was. I don't know if it was like firing squad, hanging. Couldn't ever see anything. It just said that he was executed. Okay. I'm not familiar uh, with uh, Czech Republic's or me either. Their, their form of capital punishment. Yeah. I mean, really, it's just good that he got executed because I'm pretty sure he would have just kept on going Correct. and just killing more people. According to expert opinions in psychiatry, sexology, and psychology, he was a primitive psychopath, an amoral anabolic personality with schizoid features and aggressive tendencies. Criminal behavior was committed in an unattractive consciousness and deliberately made it more difficult to reveal. He was able to hinder and correct his repeated actions. His attitude towards murders was indicative of insensitivity and brutality in the absence of at least the additional sympathy or conscience or regret. So was he abused as a child? Did he learn this behavior? Did he see abuse towards his mom? You know, it was never, ever stated. It, it just stated that his both of his parents had died early, and then he was taken care of by his older brother. But he left him to go into the military. Correct. And left him on his own. Okay. Maybe he had some pent-up anger issues for his mother leaving. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Especially his whole, you know, I mean, he had a pretty mess of health. I mean, losing both your parents. And then who knows how, you know, good of a caretaker his brother was. Right. I mean, again, did he witness violence towards women first? I, I don't know. Okay. And then the last last little thing I have for you tonight. Kind of interesting. Another distinctive feature of Hoger's personality was a very dark sense of humor. One day, for example, he offered criminalists in the car that if he stopped at he was stopped by uh, the two hitchhikers that were passing by, he would sniff and kill them so that they could have a quick case. His primitive way of expression was remarkable. He used terms like I took her oxygen, I caught her by the mouth, she remained in my hands. I did not care what drunk that she was drunk, especially when she had a good skeleton, etc. He said that his motto was, when my tail stands, my brain stops. He did not admit to imminent death penalty until the last moment, and even enjoyed his stay in custody. It was the first time in his life that he became the focus of someone's interest. So, I just, I... <laughs> you know, the thing is, is... Do I think some people are born bad? Yes. Yeah. Do I think to some degree there is an element of learned behavior? Absolutely. You know, yeah. that's the argument of nature versus nurture. You understand? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just seems so weird. How old was he when he first started killing? 
Let's see. He was born in 58. And his first murder was 78. So 20. Okay. So, I mean, he's young. Yeah. Did he ever have, like, a healthy relationship with anybody? Nope. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, that's pretty much it. The guy. The guy was executed. (laughs) He was. And, you know, score one for capital punishment. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So that is what we have for you tonight on to business. Facebook, 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 where the dark corners are has a Facebook page. So if you like to see some creepy things, share some creepy things, you know, go ahead and uh, send us a request over to that Facebook page and we'll, we'll put you in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the other thing, you know, we do have, one particular page that likes to share their page on our page on Mondays, which is fine. It is yeah. ghost related, paranormal ish related. So, but yeah. in the meantime, if you have a topic that you would like for us to cover or a serial killer that you would like Sierra to cover, yes, send us an email at where the dark corners are at gmail.com. Final thoughts, Sierra. This dude is weird. And I'm just, just, I don't know, like the whole chopping off the genitals thing and then just eating it. Uh, well, yeah. What did he do for a living? I mean, this that's the part, and I think I've said this before, that's the part that always fucking kills me. I he worked at a glass blowing. Okay. Because I don't yeah, have he was time. Glass blower. I don't have time <laughs> to do anything. I don't have time to uh-huh. clean my house. I don't have right? time to do this. I don't have time to do that. But these fucking people are running around with all the time in the world. And they able to murder murder on their time off. Yes. And there's no PTO in 81. Right. Or that, whenever this was. You just got to suck it up and do it before work or after work. Right. Or on, on your weekend. Break. On my lunch break. My on my lunch break. <laughs> all right. So until next time, please remember, only the few can find the beauty in the darkness, which is where we hope to meet you where the dark corners are. Mm